Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So good to be back online again this week. And we trust God. We open ourselves to him that he'll have his way in our midst. Let's worship him who's worthy. Hallelujah, Lord. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. Hallelujah. Worship you. Worship you. Worship you. Worship you. Glory to your holy name. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ, His Son. And now, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Because of what the Lord has done for us. And now, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Because of what the Lord has done for us, we give thanks. Mandele do shura babariande. Ala broku sikili brusurubu rebabariande rabashandai. Hallelujah, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Blessed be your holy name, blessed be your holy name, blessed be your holy name. Oh, we give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Praise your holy name, Ashiste Prozi Kembridi Le Borakala Baravala Barakasanda Brazukusto Prezilite Procusanto Rese Pristi Filo Jurokuta Emel Mentorasa Brede Favara Payando Rocosto Hallelujah, 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 Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah, Masheste Preziti Pocuta Marabasica. Rebri livel dorosi baramahara pasikalabasta. Amadara di so crusto frefiteli chopra salamida cassiara mahasande. El mundo rekidis abri losto frazaman. Arabila crasilite. Abino santo marbere sarusto frabedil. El menora casarastara saramidara casto. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Breeder cold many drente repidis comarahante in the name of Jesus leprasambre litomos rasta pavade asukobaradia el marufa vrevel vele fretete fetefelete paracasanta rasibrediste worship you lord repete brele bel meredeseretea worship you worship you worship you worship you crasipa prefelete parinde Mitano sonto brisinte brisiba babara sicarbala rocos de presiliente. 
You are worthy. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the mighty Holy Spirit who is with us, the third person of the Trinity on the earth with us today. We worship you. We worship you. Master Hasto Preselito Goza Galadea. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We call every need met, every yoke destroyed, every burden removed. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. Let's uh, open up our Bibles today to look at a thing or two as we were saying sometime earlier. There are so many invisible things in the new covenant that you have to get uh, used to, so used to that they affect you in the natural and uh, become as real as anything else. And uh, this is a truth we have to get used to and we have to live in that place. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. For instance, there is uh, angels all around us and there is a throne of grace we are supposed to arrive at which has to be so real to us that we go there accordingly. So we are expected to start seeing things that are so clear and so real to us that everything changes. Our whole life is transformed based on the reality of the invisible uh, realm from where we were born. We were born from above. We are citizens of the heavenly uh, Jerusalem, the city that has foundations. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we have to begin to take that as a reality and live from that place of God's life and God's own viewpoint. Hallelujah. So there are things like that we have to begin to accept as a reality. Praise God. So in that process, we find bringing those things to the earth realm and living them out here is uh, our responsibility also. Praise God. So we can read from Second Corinthians, the cha- third chapter. Glory to God. It says there, speaking of the people of the old covenant, that their minds were blinded that there was a veil. Second Corinthians 3.14 says, But their minds were blinded, for until this day remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. So there was something about them not being able to see a better covenant, a superior covenant, where now the high priest was working from heaven itself. And um, that kind of reality had not dawned on them, even though, as we were saying on Sunday, uh, every teenage child or son was supposed to recite the whole first five books of the Torah and and just uh, know it off head. And they would celebrate that day and still not understand what was going on. 
So it had to become clear. It was, a veil was there on the minds. Until that veil is taken away. Hallelujah. It's done away in Christ. Until a revelation comes and we bow our knees and call upon him. Till that moment, uh, it's there. Praise God. Verse 15 continues, But even unto this day when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. Even right now. So they're still going on with the ceremonies. They are narrating it offhand and all that, but they still don't get it. They don't understand that Jesus has actually fulfilled all righteousness, that he's the end of the law for righteousness. However, verse 16 continues, Nevertheless, when he shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. When their minds are turned to the Lord, when they begin to appreciate the Lord Jesus, because Jesus is Lord, hallelujah, then the veil is removed. So today we are uh, living in a place of unveiled revelation and unveiled understanding, and we should begin to take advantage of it. The veil has been removed, and we can begin to see more clearer and clearly than ever before. Hallelujah. Verse 17 continues, The Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Hallelujah. We're supposed to be free in the truth. There is a freedom that's based on God's Word, because His Word is truth. However, the changing of things from the Spirit realm, reality in the Spirit realm, has to be brought into the natural through a medium, uh, which we see in verse 18. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. So there is a particular instrument that is used to change things, hallelujah, from that glory realm, uh, the invisible realm, to the natural realm where we live, and that is a, a mirror, praise God, in which we are allowed to see the glory of God, and um, thank God we can see it more and more clearly, and therefore reflect that and show it forth on the earth. Hallelujah. That's the only instrument we have been given to use. Amen. So, praise God for the liberty we have to be able to see things as never before. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Maybe we can hear a line or two in Canada. Let's see verse 14 and then uh, maybe all the way to 17 in Canada. Adare Avara Buddhimandavaitu, Ah Musuku Kristanali Tegedu Hakal Patiruvadarinda Hale Udambadikeu Parayana Vaguvagella I Dinada Varegu Avarige Ah Musuku Tegel Padade Uridide. Adare I Dinada Varegu Moshea Granta Parayanavu Aguvagella Musuku Avara Rudayada Mele Iruttade. Adagyu Avara Rudayavu Kartana Kadege Tirugikondagale Ah Musuku Tegel Paduvadu. Kartanu Atmane Agidane, Kartana Atmanu Yaralidano, Avarige Bidugade Untu. Praise God. 
And here we have the truth uh, stated there. That's why people sometimes can read Old Testament scriptures and even read the life of Jesus, but they don't seem to see much reason to read into the epistles, uh, you know, and the new covenant. Even people who are saved, it doesn't seem to have that appeal because there is a certain level of, uh, let's call it, darkness or unveiledness over the mind, which uh, comes from understanding the liberty and unveiling themselves to that liberty, opening themselves to the liberty uh, and lack of, in quote, formalism and externalism, where you begin to now open up to God from within rather than outside. Hallelujah. Uh, Jesus said some things like that in John the 8th chapter. Notice verse 30 says, As he spake these words, many believed on him. So he had a a set of believers there. In fact, it's referred to as many. Then he says to them, 31, Then said Jesus to those disciples which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. Hallelujah. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Hallelujah. So in other words, there's a power in continuation, in staying with the word, knowing the truth, and then the truth sets us free, and we begin to enjoy levels of liberty to go to places in the invisible realms that we did not have before. Hallelujah. Making that more like our home, our dwelling place. Hallelujah. Amen. So uh, there are all these realities that have to be uh, seen, that this is what he's talking about, and this is the truth. Hallelujah. Praise God. So let's hear verse 18 also, I believe, in Canada, and then uh, come over to John the 8th. That was Second Corinthians 3 and 18. Then John 8, and we'll read uh, 30 through to 32. Athanu ye matugalanu herutid dagale anekaru athanali nambicateru. Athana male nambicata, Ibu derige, Yesu nivu, nana vaki dali nelegun didare, nijavagu, nivu, nana shishiragu viri. Idalade nivu, satyavanu tilidukulu viri, ah satyavu nimanu bidugade maduadu indu heridano. Praise God. Of course, they complain that they are Abraham's seed and that they are not in bondage, that they are actually free and all that. (laughs) So they still see the natural side and their privileged position as natural descendants of Abraham. And he was trying to commit to their thinking something higher than all of that, that he is Lord and that he is from above and we must be born again or born from above. Hallelujah. So that's where it kind of got stuck. <laughs> and they stopped there and uh, they maintained their ground and they began to speak harsh things against him and all of that. You know, you can see plainly there that he was trying his best, I believe, uh, 
under the inspiration of the Spirit to bring these things across to them. And um, they would not accept it. Praise God. Hallelujah. I, I think we have to read uh, John 8 also in kind of with them. Praise God. So you can see Jesus here trying to give them at that point in time uh, as much revelation as he could. But it had to do about them actually following him, continuing, and not just uh, going back, drawing back. They had to continue uh, with him, continue to follow him, uh, and then they would become known as disciples indeed. That commitment was expected of Jesus. Amen. And that is where we have to also desire and decide for ourselves that we want everything that Jesus died and paid for and rose up to give us. Hallelujah. And we want to continue in that accord. Hallelujah. That power of continuation is where uh, sometimes people are not able to continue. And, uh, you know, the book of Acts tells us about the Spirit of God being poured out in Acts chapter 2. And um, they all spoke with tongues, prophesied. And all of those blessings and benefits and all of that was there. They spoke in tongues and people were amazed and all of that. But notice, because of the enjoyment of the benefit there, verse 46 of Acts 2 says, They continuing daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Praising God, having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. See, uh, they did one thing and the Lord did his also. They had to continue daily with one accord in the temple, thinking on similar things and fellowshipping and enjoying that family of God. Hallelujah. In a single mind, a single attitude, praise God, and uh, there was no, uh, at that point, there was no envy and strife and, you know, division going on there, praising God, and favor was there, and God could add, hallelujah, amen, so we must have the power to keep going on and not to back off, we should continue like that, and so I would like to emphasize that you may not always feel like you are from heaven. <laughs> you may feel very earthy and you may feel full of gravity and inertia. <laughs> I read something the other day about rockets and uh, going to space. You know, nowadays everybody is talking about such things and having a home in, the, in heaven or whatever, you know. And so uh, apparently the main bulk of the fuel that is used in launching the rocket is to just lift it from the ground. That full load basically is used to lift it up to uh, cause it to rise up above gravity in the initial part. So it's called inertia. You may have heard about it in your physics. So that the power to break that inertia is a lot. You need to be able to exert all kinds of energy. And that's how we are in the natural realm. Just to get moving is not easy. Everything is about getting up and then going. 
Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, moving in the right direction. You know, aiming at your target and just going there. Hallelujah. So that is where all the energy and the ability and everything is situated in just moving out there into the will of God and continuing that way. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Very interesting thought there. But this is what it's all about. And they enjoyed themselves and their life so much that the previous verses, they sold everything and just divided it up and, you know, had one life like that. <laughs> Amen. You can see it affected them to a hard and major degree that they just were not too bothered about earthly things. Amen. Heaven became so real to them. Hallelujah. That's, uh, that's really a lot. That's, that's saying a lot. That's very, very powerful. Let's hear Acts 2, 46 and 47 also in Canada. Avaru Devalaya Dalli Pratidina Omanasin in the Kuduta Manemanegadali Ruti Muriuta Ulasa Dindalu Ekaru Daya Dindalu Utamadu Tidalu. Idalla De Avaru Devaran Nukondadu Vavaragyu Janarellara Dayan Nuhundu Vavaragyu Idaru Pratidina Rakshane Hundu Tidavaranu Kartanu Sabege Serisutidanu. So there was something that came into their life in that early beginning of the church in Acts two that made them become so, uh, let's call it enticed, trapped by heaven's thoughts and the heavenly life. Heaven became real to them because heaven moved into their hearts. Hallelujah. And um, it affected them so strongly that their grip on the natural things was broken. And they just, uh, barriers were separated from their lives, removed from their lives. They became the family that they actually are. Because in heaven, there's just a father and his family. Praise God. Hallelujah. And uh, they began to live like that. And they continued like that. Amen. And as time went, by the sixth chapter, they became more natural. And there were some fights going on and murmurings and about natural provisions and all of that. So you have to stay in that place, even though the new people are coming, uh, you know, different types of characters are showing up. We have to sort of usher in everybody into the place of singleness of heart, gladness, continuing in the truth, going forward. Things began to happen, you know, and... Uh, Praise God, till this very day, we are left with this uh, <laughs> requirement to begin to look up and consider that this is the life we are supposed to live. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, um, we thank God that we can control, regulate for ourselves personally the intake and the continuity of that life. Amen. Through the mirror of God's word. Hallelujah. And that is why we are spending time uh, studying the word and looking at it. Jesus spoke in similar thoughts to the woman at the well in Samaria. Um, and uh, she was saying, we have nothing to do with you all. You are Jews. And we don't have anything to do with you. And, um, you know, you Jews worship differently and you know you have another location and all that and then Jesus began to clarify in John 4 where where he said there verse 22 you worship you know not what you don't even know what you're worshiping 
<laughs> but we know what we worship. Amen. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. How plainly was that stated? Hallelujah. So the, the Jew is supposed to know everything about salvation. Hallelujah. Amen. They have to be in a place where they can uh, be a custodian and a carrier of salvation to the rest of the world. Amen. And that's why, you know, Jesus came from among them. He, he himself was a Jew, praise God, and is a Jew right now uh, in the natural. But he's the son of God, born uh, by the spirit and the word. Hallelujah. And then he goes on, but the hour cometh and now is, verse 23 speaking, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. He begins to unveil to that lady there and the rest of us, that God was actually the Father God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and he was seeking to be worshipped in spirit and in truth. In the spirit and in truth, praise God. So it's not about actually a physical location and a mountain here and a mountain there, praise God, but it is where the truth and the spirit are in agreement and we are receiving the truth and continuing in it and continuing to aid ourselves to worship the one who is spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I, I heard the other day uh, something that came on the WhatsApp and some preacher, he was saying how in India, you know, um, they give stipends and benefits to various people who are going on privilege, I mean pilgrimages, Yes, it is a privilege, you know, a government privilege for those going on pilgrimages. But they, they found out that the, the Christians were not given such benefits because the, the people in authority decided to read the Bible. And by the time they read it, they found out that uh, Jesus was not even there in Jerusalem. So there was no need to go there. Now, this is the thinking of even anybody who reads the book that he's not there, he's risen. Hallelujah. So why do you have to go there? And this is what Jesus was saying. Amen. It's not about some physical location here and there. It makes 100% sense for anybody who can read. Amen. Hallelujah. If you can read, then uh, you can see that he's not there, he's risen. Where is he? He's gone into heaven. He's gone to the spirit realm. Hallelujah. And uh, okay, it's all right to go see where he lived and walked and all that. But hey, my brother and sister, now we are constantly having to focus on the unseen. And the invisible has become more important to us than anything in the natural. And then it affects us in the natural and opens us up to the heavenly uh, family and the heavenly realms from which we were born. Praise God. Hallelujah. Very, very interesting thoughts. Glory to God. And so, my brother and sister, we are truly brothers and sisters. Even though it may not be apparent right now, uh, we are blocked by various thoughts and, you know, 
personal things, but the truth is, in the spirit realm where you were born from above, hallelujah, born again, you came from the Father, who is the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and we are from the Spirit, and we must worship Him, who is a Spirit, and He's seeking that true worship based on His truth, based on His Word, and that is the truth about it. Hallelujah. So any other thing uh, that is by, you know, natural gravity and feelings and emotions that are against the Word of God, it's just a matter of being free of them, being delivered from that and realizing our focus and the reality that we are born from above, that we are from the spirit realm, actually, and children of God. Amen? Hallelujah. I believe we should read John 4 and um, <clears throat> maybe verse 22 to 24. Nihu Ariade Iruvadano Aradi Suktiri, Navu Aritiruvadane Aradi Sukteve, Yakandare Rakshaneu Yudirindale. Nijavada Aradakaru Tande and Noatma Dindalu Satya Dindalu Aradi Suvagadigu Barutade, Adu Igale Bandide, Yakandare Tanano Aradi Suvadake Tandeu Antavaranu Udukutane. Devaru Atmanagidane, Atanano Aradi Suvavaru Atma Dindalu Satya Dindalu Aradi Satakadu Andano. Amen. So this is the truth and uh, this is where we should continue. And that's why we need to constantly uh, be around the things of the Spirit and the Word. And that helps us to break away from the inertia and the gravity of a fallen earth and all of its uh, tentacles. Hallelujah. Praise God. And uh, that reality is because they continued. As they continued like that, things were different. Amen. And we have to continue. He said, and then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, there's a thought that we had over on Sunday about uh, the closeness to the seed of God's word and letting it have full control and giving birth, so to speak, reproducing in our lives whatever that seed uh, was meant to do. Praise God. And he came to closeness, to thinking about it, acting on it, getting really close with it, that it drives you to a decision based on the truth of God's word. And it takes time to get close and uh, be ready to conceive like that. In fact, uh, in the Old Testament, the word for, um, you know, consummating the marriage bed and so on with your wife is the word to know her. So if God says that, you know, Adam knew Eve, it's not just that they had exchange phone numbers and emails. No, it's not talking about things like that. It's talking about actually getting intimate with each other. Hallelujah. Getting to a place of so much closeness that a child was born after that. Amen. So this is the thought in God's mind that if you know the word of God, you will truly be born again. You will be set free. You will live and you will experience the production. Hallelujah. You will see the life coming forth. Hallelujah. The healing coming forth. The manifestation coming forth. That is a result of that knowledge, that knowing, very deep and personal experience. Hallelujah. 
where it is unveiled to your spirit and to your deep thoughts and imaginations goes beyond your head into a place where conception takes place. Hallelujah. And you will see the result of it. So this is where we are. This is what we are dealing with. The word of God, the mirror, the knowledge, the revelation, the understanding actually becoming yours. And when it becomes yours, we are changed. Hallelujah. We are made into that very likeness. Let's go back to 2 Corinthians 3 and observe that verse, uh, verse 18 again. He says there, but we all, notice that, we all with open face, praise God, with open face. Interesting. It's like you are invited to a personal uh, FaceTime, notice, with open face, hallelujah, all, all of us are given access to this special uh, time, FaceTime, or whatever they have today, to sort of communicate that idea, you know, FaceTime, beholding as in a glass, notice that, beholding as in a mirror, that's the old language for it, the glory of the Lord. Amen. See, the glory of God is so powerful that uh, only Jesus permanently dwells there. And certain holy angels and, you know, God Almighty is the custodian and the giver of that glory. Hallelujah. He's known as the Father of glory. Hallelujah. And uh, any other kind of uh, natural thing would not survive in that place. It would be burnt up. So when he came down on the mountain to give uh, Moses and his people those commands and so on, he had to cover himself because he was concerned that they would be destroyed by that glory. Amen. So today we have a device known as this glass to be able to see the glory, but in a reflected way. Amen. In a way that you can take it and benefit from it. It will not destroy you. Praise God. And you can adjust the dosage which you receive. All of us have the access to that to open ourselves up and receive greater supply of that glory. Hallelujah. We are all beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord. And guess what? Are changed into the image. The same image that you are seeing inside there in that mirror. Notice he says you are changed from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So by the agency of the Holy Spirit, as you are meditating and prayerfully studying the Word of God, as you are meditating on all of these realities, they are true. Hallelujah. We're not making it up. The Word is not making it up. This is the truth. This is actually the reality that that is God's realm. And those who worship Him, And those who seek him must come in that manner. Hallelujah. Praise God. And they are, notice, changed from glory to glory. In other words, it's not finished. Amen. We are going in a transition from one level to the next. Hallelujah. Otherwise, wherever we are right now, that's it. That's your life finished. Locked. That's all you have. That's the level of glory and life of God and manifestation of heaven that you will live in. That's all. And you and I know that that's not enough. I mean, wherever we are today, this is not it. 
Hallelujah. Thank God. God himself knows that. And he's saying, it's up to you. You can access more and be changed into that image even more. From one level of glory to the other. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, so, it's very important to realize that uh, God has given us the ability to access and enter into further realms of glory there. Amen. The uh, NIV version of that 18th verse in 2 Corinthians 3 says, And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with ever increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Amen. There's an ever increasing glory. Amen. Ever increasing. Just when you thought you had gotten some realms of glory, there is even more. There is ever increasing realms of glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful Jesus. And so he becomes more real at various levels of your life. And that reality can be also experienced by others. And they can see that heaven and our God Almighty is made manifest on the earth. They can tell that as we are going into those places of further and further increasing glory. Hallelujah. And we can decide that we want more. Amen. Uh, Thank God for hunger and thirst and prayers of hunger and thirst. But actually the controls are still with us. Amen. And we can decide uh, to open up more of that settings by how much we behold as in a glass the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. We behold as in a glass the glory of the Lord in a mirror. Amen. Sometimes you may spend more time uh, because you want to show on your face more of uh, clarity, more of the desired effect. If you're shaving, you, you take more time with that mirror because you want to make sure that you present a clean face. Hallelujah. You present uh, a greater detail of um, cleanliness or whatever, you know, or that fashion statement or whatever it is you want to show. Amen. So based on your desire to show God, you're going to spend more time in that mirror of God's word. Hallelujah. Otherwise, you're surrounded by just earthly uh, things. Everything is uh, gravitized and pulled downwards by gravity. Honestly, everything is affected by this gravity and fallen world that the psalmist said, you know, uh, that I cleave, my flesh cleaves to the dust. It cleaves, uh, you know, it goes down. Amen? And uh, that is how it is. There's nothing good. It just keeps going down. But in this word, in this awesome book that we have, we have the ability to be changed into the glory of God in ever increasing, constantly increasing, dynamically increasing measures of glory. God's own reality. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's keep all that in mind and realize, um, you know, that today, even if you do not have uh, any, in quote, spiritual understanding, 
just by looking at the news and looking at the surroundings that we are living in the last days. Anybody can tell, you know, just any person I believe on the earth can tell that we are living in the last days. And by definition, from the original uh, language of the Greek in which the new covenant was written, uh, you can see there that the, the word for it means the, the last of the last days. Hmm. We're living in the very last part of the last days. Hallelujah. The last days began with Jesus coming to the earth and then pouring out his spirit. And that is where, you know, the, the church age began. And that was the beginning of the last days. And so today, here we are, about 2,000 years later, 2022, with the very last of the last days. Amen. And never has anyone seen such declarations, you know, openly of a, a threat that one nation will wipe out the other nation completely and others are chiming in and everybody's just uh, declaring it openly with no iota of shame or, or feeling of remorse at all. For saying such things. In other words, nobody matters anymore. You are nothing. We will light you up. We will finish you. We will uh, exterminate you from the planet. The value of humanity has degraded to that level where they think we are expendable just animals. But thank God that God is God. And he knows your true value. And God so loved the world that he gave his only specially begotten son. That whosoever believes in him should not perish. But have eternal God kind of life. Hallelujah. God's own life. God's own nature imparted to them. That great love and mercy and tenderness and family. Amen. And the sense of right and righteousness comes in. Hallelujah. And you and God enjoy that place of, of a father and his own children. Hallelujah. And your value becomes clear to you as you begin to ponder on the, your actual origin. Hallelujah. And so these are days when that has to be understood even more. That God is not willing that any should perish. Not even one. He is waiting for the last person who will say yes to him, who will accept that the sacrifice of Jesus has been paid and that each one can accept and become a part of his great family. Amen. Hallelujah. That you don't have to perish in eternal damnation. Amen. That is for the enemy, for the devil and his wicked spirits. It was not made for humanity except if they choose by their own free will to join that crew. And so till your heart stops beating, Jesus is continually knocking and asking for you, praise God, and calling upon you and waiting for you to say yes. Otherwise, he blots your name out from his book. Amen. He didn't intend for anyone to go to hell, but the freedom of choice had to be in place. And that is our God-given gift. Hallelujah. Amen. So these kind of truths have to be understood and it's not that God destined for some to go to hell and some to go to heaven. No, he had all of us in his heart and mind uh, before time began. And he desired for us to freely understand and accept his love. Amen. And he cannot force that on anybody. And that is the truth. 
Hallelujah. And now that we have accepted that we belong to him, we want to continue to behold that glory which is available to us through the word of God in this special mirror that he himself made for us to change and see our lives becoming more and more like him, more and more like heaven. And that begins to manifest on the earth in increasing levels of glory based on our will again. He doesn't force anybody. Based on our will and our choice. How much glory do you need? How much of heaven do you need? How much do you need uh, to be lifted up from the earth's gravitational fall and failure that keeps pulling down to steal, kill and destroy, to remove the benefits of life and life more abundantly. How much life, how much glory do you need? You can adjust the settings by the meditations and the study of the word and the acting upon this truth. Hallelujah. So today we need to be more and more aware that godliness and uh, the honesty and the peace are things you have to fight for. Amen. That they are being taken from right under your nose and they are being denied even right now. To be able to live free and true and godly is being contested right now. And you have to apply more uh, spiritual force and tenacity to receive the benefit of it right now. Amen. And that is why we have to keep teaching more and more all of these things. Notice how 1 John 3 uh, speaks. This is coming from uh, the Apostle John, who was a very close person to the Lord Jesus. Even um, naturally speaking, he was a relative of the Lord and he was um, so close to the Lord Jesus. Praise God. Notice in verse 1 of 1 John 3, says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. Hallelujah. That we should be called the sons of God. Ha, 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 ha. Therefore the world knoweth us not. Amen. Because it knew him not. They cannot know. They cannot see that. Praise God. Because uh, they don't know him. He's not apparent in the natural. Praise God. He's not apparent in the natural. You cannot see him in the natural except if you begin to calm down and pay attention to certain things. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 2 continues. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it does not yet appear. Hallelujah. It's not visible or manifest what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. Amen. So the, the power of becoming like him more and more is what it's all about. Amen. For him to be made known and apparent in the natural life right now is what it's all about. And that is based on how we open ourselves up to the doses of God's word and intimacy and knowledge of God. Amen. We continue to regulate that. We can choose how much of the ever-increasing doses we want. Hallelujah. To make it apparent. To make it clear. Even to people in the natural world. To be able to see 
that there is a glory that you are reflecting. That there is a heavenly light that you are affecting or reflecting and producing on the earth. Hallelujah. And we are the ones that are the custodians of that and have the ability to bring it into the natural. Praise God. By our opening ourselves. Praise God. More and more to the heavenly dosage of glory. Hallelujah. Amen. So it's upon us, especially now, praise God, to do that even more. Hallelujah. Verse 3 continues, And every man that has this hope in himself purifies himself even as he is pure. So the more you hear this, that we are living in a time when Jesus is going to come back and take you home, you have a tendency to make these adjustments for greater glory to be seen. Hallelujah. Otherwise, you know, you don't have any urgency to make anything apparent or seen to others. Amen. But because you know he's coming soon, now as a believer, our um, duty is to make him even more apparent. Hallelujah. In our personal lives, in our daily lives, and in everything about us, we can increase the levels of glory and manifest the presence and reality of God in greater measures. Hallelujah. Our life will be a testimony. And the Bible says we are not comparing ourselves with anybody else, but we want to be like Him. Comparing ourselves with Him. See, so don't get stumbled and stopped by somebody else and say that's all they did, so I guess that's the limit. No, we're going from glory to glory. We're going uh, in greater levels, ever increasing. Notice there's no end to it. You just keep going until you become like him when you see him face to face. Hallelujah. So that principle of being able to behold and to see him is what now produces the change. You can see that. And in the word we can see him. And in the word we can see the glory and are changed into that glory. As we continue to behold and see, as in a mirror, the word of God, Jesus himself, the Father, the glory, the heavenly realms, the mighty Holy Spirit. These invisible things become more and more real to us. And every believer is supposed to actually enjoy and live as though they are so real. Invisible things. Hallelujah. What an amazing truth. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's hear um, 1 John 3, verse 1 and 2 also first in Canada. Praise God. So notice in verse 2 it says, When he shall appear. He's going to appear. He's going to become actually apparent. Hallelujah. And those of us who have accepted him will see him as he is. Just like that. <laughs> what our eyes did not see till today. What our ears have not heard. What has been unveiled in our hearts by the Spirit of God. That excitement that it's real. 
the reality of heaven that was unveiled to us by the Spirit of God, by the revealing power of the Holy Spirit who indwells us, praise God, will become apparent. We will see him just like God. And hallelujah, (laughs) what a joyful day. Ah, the greatest event that is going to happen for the believer. Ooh, glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. I know it is real to you today. You know that. In your heart you can tell. There is a witness inside. There is a witness with your spirit that this is true. But when you see him that day, wow. You would have arrived at the full, uh, complete desire of your heart to be like him. That is your actual desire. That is your actual destination to be like him. You need to know that. That is your destination. That is what you were uh, auto-destined or pre-destined to be. That was the original setting, to be as he is. And when you be as he is, you have arrived. Hallelujah. And when we see him, that's when we be as he is. And we would have arrived at our destination. (laughs) Glory to God. Hallelujah. We shall see him as he is. Hallelujah. We shall see him as he is. Praise God. And so this is our hope. It is invisible. But it is tangible. We shall be as he is. Because he's real. Hallelujah. And we will be just like him. And it is true. Hallelujah. (laughs) Even though the world doesn't know him because it does not see him, we have the advantage of beholding him with our spiritual eyes. And he's true to us. He's real to us. Hallelujah. And we will see him as he is right now. And so as we begin to have this hope more and more real, hope is always uh, something in the future. Hope seems to be Uh, Always something that, in quote, can elude you, you know. Uh, The heart becomes weary because the hope is deferred. And, you know, the heart, in quote, becomes sick, according to the Old Testament, because the hope is deferred. So we are always excited that he's coming. And I believe he's coming soon. Hallelujah. And your heart hope is going to be fully settled when you see him face to face. Hallelujah. Amen. So there's not going to be too much delay. Hallelujah. He's coming soon. Amen. And so what we are pining for, see, uh, you get this natural thing and that natural thing, and it does satisfy you to some level. Amen. But you will notice that if you search inside there, there is still a cry from within for this uh, unrealized hope of seeing him face to face. Hallelujah. You're still crying inside. There's a cry, you know, uh, for him to become as he is because you see him. Hallelujah. You see him as he is. Amen. And if this hope is real, thank God it's real. And if you are hearing this over and over, guess what? It purifies you. Amen. What does that mean? We were seeing on, on Sunday how that the devil who leaves a person and then, uh, you know, takes a trip and goes here and there. He comes back, you know, through his own um, perseverance, so to speak, and checks to see whether the house is still available. 
You know, that is the number one requirement that there is room to stay. Hallelujah. And then he comes back and he finds that the house is actually clean. And it is well painted and looks good. It's up for rent again. (laughs) It's available for occupancy again. Amen. So he says, ah, it's open. It's, it's available. It's empty. We can, we can move in. And he brings seven others also. Praise God. So you can find out that it's not the, uh, in quote, the cleanliness of that house that hinders him, but the fullness and the occupancy of the house. Amen. Praise God. So what does the purifying have to do with anything? Well, that has to do with our being aware that we're going to see him. Amen. It's not because of the devil. Amen. You're not, uh, you know, kind of ruled by that thought that the devil is going to get you. That's a fearful thought. The devil is going to get you. The devil is going to get you. You become conscious of the devil. And then because you're conscious of the devil, uh, you know, you become sort of ruled by a kind of fear. Of course, he says that the devil goes about seeking whom he may devour, and that you should be sober and vigilant to make sure that you are not cheated. Hallelujah. Amen. That you should be able to resist him steadfast in the faith. Not in the natural, but in the faith, which comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Amen. And that authority to stand against him. But, You cannot stand and you cannot dominate unless you are full of the word. Hallelujah. You have to be full of the word. So this purifying of the self is because you're going to meet your beloved. And you want to be as separated unto him as you can. Because you love him. He's the lover. Praise God. And you're going to enjoy separating yourself unto him because it was all for him. It was all about him. Praise God. It was not necessarily because of the devil. It was because of your great love for him. So let's not get caught here and there. It's because of him. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, true faith is always seeking him. That he's the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hallelujah. Amen. That, that focus has to be gotten, especially in these last days. Amen. That is the truth about it. So it's not that we are seeking this, that, and the other. We're seeking him. And as we seek him, the natural course of flow of things is that everything else comes to you. When you seek first the kingdom of God... Every other thing is added unto you because of his care. He said, don't I care for you more than any bird out there? That if they can rest and sing, don't you think I can take care of you and provide for you? Hallelujah. They don't put into barns. They don't sow. They don't reap. Yet your heavenly father feeds them. He was trying to tell them not principles to receive things, but principles of Relaxing in the Father's great love and care for his family. So faith is based on the love of God and care of God. And faith is a substance of things hoped for. 
What is your hope that I'm going to see him face to face? That is your true hope. Amen. And every other thing will be added on to you. Yes, you don't have to go pursuing those things. Hallelujah. They will be added on to you. Of course, when you look with the natural eyes, it doesn't look like that. It looks like everything is being taken away from you. Because that's the way the enemy operates. He's a hard task master. He says, we'll take care of you. Pay taxes, we'll take care of you. But actually, they take and they take and they take. (laughs) But we pay. Because Jesus said we should pay. So we're not trusting in the natural realm. You can see that. That is not our source. That is not our family. That's not our father. Father is the one who has the responsibility of taking care of his family. Say amen. The father takes care of his family. Amen. That is the father's heart. He careth for you. He cares for you. Affectionately, lovingly, tenderly. Doesn't he care more than any natural father? He, he asks those kind of questions. When dealing with the disciples, that I care. My father cares for you more than any natural father. Which of you having children would not like to give them good gifts? He said, how much more will your heavenly father give? Amen. Hallelujah. So he's not talking about the gifts really. He's talking about the love and care of the heavenly father. And we're going to see him. Imagine, you're going to see that person who cares for you so much and you want your desire, your true desire is to be so prepared to to meet him that day that you did your best possibly and he could see it because everything is open before him. He could see that you were keeping yourself as highly kept as possible for him that day. And he rewards you for that, praise God. See, he's the rewarder. As you are seeking him, as you are gathering around that hope that purifies. Amen. He rewards you for it eventually and says, this is how you're going to be forever. You're going to wear that glory and coronation and uh, reward for setting yourself apart for me through your earth walk. Oh, glory to God. That you wanted it the way God wanted it. You wanted it his way. Say amen. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. So, it's not because we're scared of this and that. That is slavery. You know the truth. You are free. Hallelujah. Amen. So, we are here serving him. We're here for him. We're here to meet him. This is our hope. This is our actual desire. This is what is coming up. And everything else is nothing compared to that, right? We have to agree. We must agree. Amen. That is the most uh, brilliant moment of our eternal existence to that, that day when we meet him. Wow. It's the day of crowning. It's the day that crowns everything in our life. Everything makes sense. When we meet him face to face. That's why, you know, sometimes people talk about how they went to heaven. And for instance, Jonah 
Jonah was not happy. He was angry when he was asked whether it was a whale or a big fish. He just said, I was in disobedience. Can you see that? So it, his disobedience looked like it became clear when he went up. <laughs> Till then it was not so clear. He was just thinking about how he could be delivered from all of that. And then he finally looked up to heaven. You know, towards his temple. And then he made the statement. They that go after lying vanities forsake their mercy. That was Jonah 2.8. Amen. Hallelujah. We've said a few things. Praise God. But what we need to be uh, aware more and more of is that we are dealing with our father. And he cares for us. And we're going to see him. Hallelujah. We're going to see him. Oh, glory. We're going to see him. Hallelujah. (laughs) And so you don't want to have any stain of shame around you that day. Any embarrassment that you had some other motive. That is the purifying power. The, The actual motivation. The deep thoughts. The intents of the heart. That is why the grading of the gifts and, you know, the benefits, the crowns and so on are based on the the true value. What was your real thought? You know, so we want to make sure that it was not uh, tainted with a double kind of thought, an insincere, impure thought. It was because of who he is, your father, and how much you love him. Love never fails. The greatest is love. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Can you see that this is why we purify ourselves? Not because we're scared of, you know, other things. This is the fear of the Lord. That when we stand before Him, we are found wanting that we did not handle things properly in such a way as to reflect our actual desire, which was him. So Paul would say things like, that I may know him. It was all about him. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. I think we read verse 3. Let's hear verse 3 again in Canada. Amen. So we're not here to just kind of, you know, look, uh, you know, over our noses at others. You say, I'm, I'm holier than you and look at you, how you're dressed. And look, what is that? Holy genes, isn't that? No. That's not the deal. The deal is I'm going to see him and I want him to know that I gave myself to him. Isn't it good for, you know, you marry this girl and you find out that she waited completely for you. And you married this guy and you know that he waited completely for you. Of course, they must know you, that you are the one you're going to marry. Amen. And you, and you are worth it all. Amen. Hallelujah. So after you get saved, these are the thoughts that I want to keep myself for my wife. For my husband. See this is the purity we are talking about. Keeping yourself for him. Setting yourself apart. Making sure your real intentions are centered on him. 
that it was not tainted by earthly thinking, worldly thinking. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to one chapter behind and observe. Verse 15 says, love not the world. That's 1 John 2. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. He's not talking about TVs and cars and refrigerators and jet planes. That's not what he's talking about. That's not the world. That's not the world. What's the world? He says, if any man loved the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So, he's talking about something else. Notice how he clarifies. Verse 16. All that's in the world. It's not just natural things that you are seeing there, actually. Amen. Condominiums and flats and all that. All that's in the world is the lust of the flesh. The lust of the eyes. The pride of life. It's not of the Father, but is of the world. It is an attitude and a desire. Praise God. Hallelujah. It is an attitude and a desire. Hallelujah. To actually look into the natural world and say, that is what I want. This is what I want. That's what I want. That's what, until I get that, I will not be satisfied. Our attitude is, I love the Father. He loves me better than any natural father. And if I please him by seeking him and believing him, he will add all these things to me. Praise God. Hallelujah. It cannot be centered anywhere else. Praise God. So we have to be careful as we go down this earthly trip that we're not captivated. You know, the Bible says Paul's Workers, one of them, particularly he loved the present world and forsook Paul. Praise God. So it's possible to be with Apostle Paul, very close to him, working with this man of God and all the amazing things that were happening with that man's ministry and still say, you know what, I love the present world. There's a present world. Isn't that interesting? All of us have to deal with these things. That's the purity we're talking about. Amen. That the love of the Father takes preeminence over everything else. He said, if you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. That love for the Father is not there. Amen. It's the love of other things. Say amen. So we have to center it back to that. Amen. That your true love is for the Father. Father, we love you. We worship and adore you. We don't worship anything else. Say amen. Hallelujah. Glorify your name in all the earth. So you will see that all of these things end with an admonition in John to not have idols. Written to the church. Written to the believer who is actually a believer, to not have idols. I'm just saying a few things, but the main idea is for us to understand that this is what the purity is. Hallelujah. That other things have not stolen our heart and our desire for the Father. Say amen. Oh, we give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise. Amen.
Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord Jesus. I think we should uh, read a few things. Let's go to uh, 1 John 2, 15 and 16 in Canada also. Lokavan Nagali, Lokadal Liruvagala, and Nagali Pritisa Bediri, Yavanadaru, Lokavanu Pritisidare, Tandea Pritiu, Avanalilla. Lokadal Liruvagalavu, Andare Sharira Dashe, Kandinashe, Jivana the Garva Ivu Tandege, Sambanda Patavugalla, Lokake Sambanda Patavugalagiwe. Amen. So all the things that God made were originally made for his man Adam, not for somebody else. Not for some other spirit being or anything. It was for Adam and the family that was going to come. That they would have everything. And enjoy the fullness of what God created for them. The devil came in, stole that place. And now replaced it with other desires that are actually for his way of doing things. Not God. Praise God. It's a system that he is running and people have to fall in line with that and they, in quote, get their rewards. God was simply the father. And you just do this, what I'm telling you, it's all yours. Everything that I made is for you. Who else is it for? You are my children. And to, to believe that and hold on to that till today is what it's all about. It's boiling down to love understanding how much does does God really love me like that can I really love like that all of those thoughts are beginning to rise up does he really care for me enough to take care of all of these things see that is what is happening it's a faith in God's love for us in his care for us when it becomes second nature or say real nature that you just relax. Of course he cares for me. He'll take care of me. <laughs> he, he, the good of the land is for me. Hallelujah. Because that's what it was made for. It was for me. It was not for some other demon spirit. It was for me. It, it belonged to my father. And it belongs to my father. And I'm an heir. And it's all mine. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. So that's the struggle. How much does he care? Do I have faith in his care for me? Or do I have faith in the system? That if I work it like this, like this, this will happen. Instead of, he cares for me. I don't have to worry about this. I don't have to bother about that. He'll handle it. Better than any natural father. He'll take care of me. The prodigal came back home. After messing seriously. Taking inheritance and messing it up. He just came back home. What did the daddy do? Give him a five-point lecture. No, he just came, hugged him and said, We're going to party today. My boy's back home. Everything is yours. Go, take, 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 go on. The other guy who was working with a different attitude said, What? What's going on? I never saw music and dancing and partying like this. You didn't give me such a party. Heal the fatted calf. He said, All that I have is yours. Don't you know that? The father's stuff belongs to the children. Rest, relax. You are doing this and that, expecting this and that. It's yours. I think it was a big wrinkle in his brain. He's like, I never got that. I never understood that. 
So today we want to understand. Hallelujah. We don't want to be like this and that and the other. We want to make sure that we are pure in that understanding. That the Father loves me. The Father loves us more than we can ask. More than we can imagine. Greater. That we may know the height, the breadth and length, the depth and height of the love of God which passeth knowledge without experience. It's just beyond. He says, I want you to pray that you may know this. To get a hold of how much he loves. A revelation of the great love of God. That that is more, more and more than your greatest revelation. It's higher than that. And then you're going to see him. And that's the day when you'll realize, wow, he loved me more than I thought. He, he, loved, he cared for me more than I thought. Anyway, here we're here. Here he is. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Amen. The thing is, you cannot adjust after that. So now, if you have that hope, you adjust. You make the adjustments. Open up the valves. Receive more understanding and desire and be changed. And reveal that, that careless love, reckless love, free love that is not bound by fear, worry, anxiety, and, you know, loss. Things may be lost. This can be lost. That can be lost. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, that is what the world brings to you, that you're going to lose this. The fear. You're going to die. You're going to lose your life. But Jesus said, He that loses his life for me will gain it. There's a flip there, you know. <laughs> you got life now. Life more abundantly to the full. An overflowing life is beyond your level of revelation. More and more and more. Wow. The fullness of him that filleth. All in all is supposed to be the church. So imagine wherever we are at that level. He's greater than that. Amen. But the earth can only see what the church sees. And so that is in their eyes that's the fullness. And the devil hates it so much. When you get a little fullness. He goes and maligns you and tries to tell you that you are worldly. That you are this and that. Because you manifested some of God's care and love. You showed it out. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. But you should be undeterred. I'm telling you. That's the hard part. For me that's the hard part. The hard part is the the part of the persecution that comes. Because of you revealing the goodness of God. I find that hard. What people can say, what people can go, the the depths and lengths to which people can go by the enemy's inspiration to defame you because you are unveiling some of his loving care in the natural realm. That's very hard. I think because of that, we, we limit ourselves. There is a fear of that persecution. They'll say this, they'll do that, they will. I mean, they can just say things. In fact, you know how it is that when people hear that there's an income tax raid here and there, everybody goes into save mode, you know, and just because they don't like that, those kind of things, being a spectacle. And the Bible says we are a spectacle. We are made a spectacle. 
before the whole world. That's the way the enemy works against us. Amen. But some people are braver than others and they don't care. They just show it off some more. This is what God has done. This is what God has done. And they, you know, they may say, write books about them, say bad things about them, but they still show. This is what God has done. And God has done this. And God has done that. And see, it is real. Praise the Lord. But we are a little more, you know, bothered. And we're like, cannot show so much. How many of you can see what we're saying here? It's tough. 1 John 5.21 Little children, keep yourself from idols. Amen. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. Amen. Notice the term little children. As you mature, the idols vanish. As you grow, you become more like him. That fear disappears. So nothing else is an idol. God is all and all. Amen. Hallelujah. It's just that. That's nothing. No big deal. God is everything. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Or about anything else. Say amen somebody. Woo! Isn't that wonderful? Let's hear this in Canada. 1 John 5.21 So if somebody's hung up with, you know, other things in, instead of God, you just know he's a chikkamaka. He's growing. Amen. Chikamako. After some time, he'll be alright. If he gets the right food, the right nourishment, the right care in God, he'll grow up. Sometimes you have to pray, travail in birth, that people grow up, that Christ be formed in them, etc. But natural course of events is that if they're being fed well, they're being nurtured in the things of God, they should grow up. And the idols must disappear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Very, very interesting thoughts. We are all growing. We are all being changed from glory to glory. Hallelujah. Let's read another scripture which will give us some thoughts. 1 Corinthians 16. Look at verse 22. This may seem strong. If any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema maranatha. (laughs) <laughs> That's kind of strong with anathema and maranatha all together. Maranatha usually, you know, is a, is a good thing. It's like, oh, our Lord has come. Our Lord has come. But then in the same breath, anathema next to it, <laughs> which is not our Lord has come. Uh, praise God. But rather a thing Devoted to God without hope of being redeemed. A thing devoted to God without being redeemed. A man accursed, devoted to the direst of woes. He was devoted to God, but he could not be redeemed. It was supposed to be God's, but he could not fully be purchased. So he says, I pray your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved faultless to the coming of the Lord. Faithful is he who called you, who will also do it. Amen. So here we have, if any man love not the Lord, let him be anathema. 
Maranatha. After which, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. My love be with you all in, the, in Jesus Christ or in Christ Jesus. Amen. You find yourself in that place, he says, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. And the, the great apostle says, my love is with you. Amen. So there is redemption. You can make some adjustments. And he's coming soon. Let him come soon. Hallelujah. Amen. But you know, there's always room for adjustment. Say amen. You know, just, just know, man, that has been my condition. I've been there. That's, that's where I've been for a while. Well, is there grace for people like me? Yes, there is grace. There is grace. As long as you are still breathing, as long as you are still waiting to see his face, oh, the grace of God is there, the love of God, and the particular love that this apostle that endured and grew old for Jesus and took care of Jesus' mother and was like one of the serious patriarchs of the church who loved Jesus so much, who was boiled in oil and still, you know, lived because of the the life on the inside of him and, and gave us the great book of Revelation and he said, I still love you. My love is with you. All in Christ Jesus. Amen. Wow. God loves us. There is grace. He gives more grace. Hallelujah. And he's coming soon. So, you know, just go check the recesses of your desires, your thoughts. And examine them in the light of God's word and glory. And begin to adjust things because he's coming. He's coming. He's coming real soon. Hallelujah. Shall we worship him today? He's a good God. Brala custo, eni bruto, embraliste, afravite, menjate, melzuro, calbaya, prevende, reposuto, crepedie, selmante, e previndo, rembrediste, kelpetara, sica, luto, costo. Oh, we give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks. Amatakari akasala branda. Oh, mantridiste, he is Lord. He is Lord. He has risen from the dead. And he is Lord. Let's hear this in Canada. <laughs> Glory to God. I, I think we didn't get this in Canada. Yavanadaru Kattanada Yesu Kristananu Pritisadidare Avanu Anatima Shapagrastanagali Kanu Mitukisuva Mukha Maranata Namma Kartanu Barutane. And then Namma Kartanada Yesu Kristana Krupeyu Nimondigirali. Krista Yesu Vinali Nimella Rondige Nana Priti Rali. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's thank him again. Mana Manda. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are the third person of the Trinity that is here with us, living with us, actually locked in there in our spirit man. Oh, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are the one who is the helper, the one who is our strengthener, our standby, our intercessor, our counselor. Oh, our great comforter. Oh, thank you for helping us to uh, come in line with these truths and glorify you more and more on the earth that we are changed more and more. Separa kila brende, set apart, makrisikalanta, for loving the Father. Zero Buddha Ramanda, 
representing and whoever and you know any one of us lord we can tap into the grace of god and the great love of god and care and affection that he has for us brelo kuma zambro midelunde riste brakazile tresti famalindo ruko mea zankatala chepresiketeke ah mancreste nafela that we have a life free of idols libuzuko menarudo bralazire that we are growing we're maturing prasconte menjuto el priste from manda lebrusto in a cresti lamanda resuto in the eyes of god repesinte oh in the scanner oh mantataya that goes into the spirit and soul division repesinte and sees everything clearly and lays everything bare Rukuzunto, that we are preserved and kept for you and you alone. Rapazambre Lestia, that no other love has taken our heart. Brasolita Costa Prasolite, Emetakasuto, Menekasta, that no other desire rules in us. Repizinde, Vramazilo Kosulute Mende, we worship you, 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 Holy One. We give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks. Thank you thank you thank you for the privilege of honoring you holy one representative of serving you in this day and hour of meditating on your truth and becoming more and more like you sepralapakasata change into your likeness from glory to glory ever increasing ever increasing ever increasing hallelujah thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you father thank you father thank you father thank you father that things that held us things that stood against us in our path fall away in Jesus name ramande rokoto prazede babara siente we're able to see more clearly hallelujah 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 thank you 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 blessed be your holy name oh help us to receive from your great love from your care from your provision from everything you have paid for help us to receive it help us to believe your care to believe your love and trust you for a heart full uh, separante full 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 of you full of your word full of your spirit full 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 to overflowing without any fears in Jesus mighty name we give you thanks hallelujah 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 to live a fearless life a fearless life thank you thank you thank you because of your great love because of understanding your great love hallelujah Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. You're a good God. You're our daddy, our father who loves more than any natural father. We accept it. We receive the benefit. Thank you Lord Jesus for giving us your father. Hallelujah. Mighty Holy Spirit for unveiling him to us more and more. In Jesus mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It was good uh, just studying these things such a blessing hallelujah if you'd like to give this is a great opportunity thank you so much for your uh, continued prayers and support we're so blessed hallelujah thank you that you are blessed praise the lord thank you thank you thank you praise the lord as you give expect god will give back because that's who he is good measure pressed down shaken together he will cause men to give to your bosom with the measure you've meted out it shall be measured back to you again hallelujah you are blessed thank you so much team thank you